0: Down Know Nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're flavorful or bland. From one little slip to, it's only me, the wizard of magic land, <laughs> <laughs> we're, it's all been done, the podcast. He screams in his sleep, collapses in a heap, and spontaneously weeps. It's my co-host, Evan. If you're lucky to be one of the few to find someone who can tolerate you, you should get him on a podcast like my co-host, <laughs> Saker. <laughs> Do you think I'm one of the few who can tolerate you? I'm best in small doses. That's patently untrue. i spent a week with you. And I've enjoyed yeah. every second. And I spent most of that week hiding. That's not true. Yeah. We went rode bikes. We went on the beach. We went to watch a movie. <laughs> it was a good time. The only time I've ever been angry at you <laughs> is literally once when you kept repeating the words, daddy, daddy, daddy well, over and over. Daddy. Yeah. We were hungry. We were tired. Ghostbusters 2 was on. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 was on. We were in a crowded restaurant, unable to be seated. And you just kept saying daddy at me. When's that time you were Best maddest at me? Memories. Maddest at you? Uh, right now. <laughs> really yeah seething <laughs> that's unfortunate i'd like to enter the podcast with like a high degree of rage <laughs> really yeah I just like get i get pumped up like i do one of those things where i, I like pace back and forth you punch and like yourself in the face yeah, like you know, i sla- like do one of those like where you slap your forearm on your chest and like bang like, come on it's go time <laughs> take my pants off put my pants back on inside out you know i, heard some weird I like shit. A, i like to pound like six or seven like super sour warheads right before the thing <laughs> does that make you angrier? yeah like just you pucker it up and you're yeah. just like you're all, every fucking muscle in your body is tense and you're just vibrating at a frequency I can... that is in tune with Stephen page's voice <laughs> and then here we go i can hear the rage in your voice as you speak yeah. to me i am inconsolable <laughs> this is the angriest i've don't ever heard you even try <laughs> um when's uh when's the angriest you've ever been in your life uh this could be potentially a, a bad question yeah I, I don't know i guess i'm angry at god every day Damn, that's a good answer. If there is a God. I'm real sick. I'm real sick. <laughs> that's, that is your number one most said phrase, yeah. I think. I'm real sick. I always get to laugh out of you. Yeah, our friends went to, you and uh, a couple of our friends went to Eat Spaghetti the Spagetti other night. Spaghetti Warehouse, yeah. Uh, and I wanted to go, but I could not. But apparently you were saying, I'm real sick a lot. And then as soon as one of our friends turned the camera on to get a video of you saying well, it, you demurred. She was trying to ruin it. Why? She was trying to ruin it. Because every time I say it, you chuckle. Yes. And she was trying to like desensitize you by getting me on film saying it and then sure. playing it over and over and over again so you wouldn't find any humor in it. To be fair, it was a Snapchat. To be fair. I would have only been able to play it twice, maximum. Uh, well. 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 Now we know oh, better. Well, now we know much better. <laughs> oh boy. Embo. Yeah. Do you wanna just get to the song this week? Please. It's hard when we don't have a guest. We don't have anybody to ask when their first time they heard Bred Naked Ladies was. First time I heard Baby Naked Ladies, uh, summer of eighty one. I was well, zero years old, <laughs> and Gordon came on, and Jim it, Cregan was yelling into your in, mother's in, pregnant in the belly. Womb. Yeah, yeah, it was a fist fight uh-huh. between, between bro- Jim Cregan and your mom, and the brothers Cregan. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. What did your mom do to piss off the Kriegs? She didn't do anything to piss off the Cregans. They just hate women, famously. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Our dreams of ever having a lady on this podcast—every time we record, they diminish more well, and I more. Don't, I feel like we've already. Pushed that wheel down. Why? Just because we insult the them every episode and talk about well, how they're. We usually don't insult them. You usually insult them. And for being the super fan. Like, that's how. Th- this was originally pitched as me being here, like, having listened to the Bare Naked Ladies and you being a super fan trying to convince me how good they are. Uh-huh. And it quickly turned. Yes, it did. <laughs> it quickly turned into me defending the band. From the super fan. Well, I, th- I forgot. If you I forgot to a- that I liked them. <laughs> if you listen to a song 50 times, you just hate it. Like, yeah. no matter what the song is. Well, not really. No, I just need to I need to be more open-minded. Stevie like, P, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Like this song, for instance. Ev, are we going to the Bandaged Ladies concert in July? Don't put me on fucking air. <laughs> I want to put you on blast. People are expecting us. People have been trying to organize a meetup. Nobody's been That's trying to organize a sure. fucking meetup. <laughs> sorry. All right, we'll figure it out. I really want to see Hootie, though. Go ahead. Okay, no one's stopping just you. Me, just me. No okay. one's stopping you, man. But what, what is that episode going to be? Me talking about the concert and you just being like, whoa, sounds fun. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Wish I could have been there. Nope. I probably won't be saying <laughs> that. <laughs> okay. All right, let's talk about this week's song. <whistles> this week's song is called Go Home. And if you've never heard it before, here's a quick sample. Tell you if you're feeling alone, instead of whining and moan, and just get on the phone. Tell her you're coming home. If you need her, you should be there. And if you're screaming, your sleep, or collapse in a heap, but spontaneously weep, and you know you're in deep. If you need her, you should be there. Go home. Okay. but you regretted that. hey regretted what? I bet you regretted listening to that five second sample of Go Home. <laughs> what? It's this like- is the worst song so far. Is it really? this is a nonsense Oh, on maroon maroon yeah okay i, I guess i guess it is the worst song well what did we have I said so far we had we had uh too little too late which is a certified fucking banger yeah i love too little too late uh and then we had never do anything which That's, was it was okay yeah it's okay third song pinch me oh yeah punch me not bad <laughs> and then this one you're right it the can't song. not be the worst song so far it's like it just they just like took a shit yeah, yeah. now hold uh-oh Talk b- about our position switching. Yeah, I mean, I judge each song on its individual merits. Uh-huh. I don't come in hot on every song. <laughs> like, I've liked the previous three songs. Actually, am, I've liked and been mediocre on the previous two, songs. Am three I coming songs. in hot on this song? I think Go Home is fine. <sighs> I think it's fine. I think your, your judgment is seriously compromised. By what? <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Go I to think, a doctor and find <laughs> out, man. I think there are bad songs on this album. But I do not think that this is... This might be... God, this might be like the second worst song in this album, but it's not bad. I, th- I truly think there's only one bad song this in this is, album. This is like the textbook gilding the pickle example. Like they had How so? one, they had one idea, which is you should people who uh, if you have if you have a don't take your partner for granted. Was okay. there one idea? Okay. And then everything from that song that just that's just this song. There's no there's nothing here. There's a lot. Wait, hold on. Are it's you all saying the, it's all just different ways to say the same thing? Are you saying "Pinch Me"? It has any substance to it? Oh yeah. As I expounded upon in the Pinch Me episode, I thought it was quite a deep song and spoke specifically to the bare naked Ladies experience. Okay. Whereas this one is just like, don't take your partner for granted. There's a lot of- How many different ways can we say that? There's a lot of great songs that hit one note over and over again. And I don't think the theme of the song is don't take your partner for granted. I think it's, if you are lonely, don't put off you you only have so much time in this world. So mm-hmm. if you if you feel that urge, don't deny the urge. Okay, so we're disagreeing on the single line that they expounded upon on the semantics. Sure, sure. but this song doesn't say anything other than that. I it just repeats. <laughs> so if you take every line of this song uh-huh. and distill it to its like <laughs> component atoms, uh-huh. it is just go be with your partner. Go be with your partner. Right. Go be with your partner. Go be with your partner over and over again. Just different ways of saying it. Okay. I don't know if that's entirely some true. Some of them good, some of them idiotic. Like, hey, I... if your heartbeats rush, then get out on the slush. Tell your tell dog your team to, to much I just, I just wrote Jesus next to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if your floor makes it flush, and your heartbeat is rushed, then get out on the slush. Tell Do your dog to much if you need Okay, but here's that what is I, an ed, that has to be an headline. <laughs> here's what I like. Wow, you are coming in hot on the very ladies well, this episode. It's just, this is a bad song. I I, I, I don't know I, what else to say, here's man. Here's what I love. I, I don't think the rhymes are great. As someone who writes rhymes and gets money for it occasionally, I think the rhymes are bad, but what they what they lose in quality, they make, make up, up for in quantity. quantity because it's really it's cool. Tell let me tell you, if you're feeling alone, instead of whining and moaning, to just get on the phone until you're coming home. Like, boom. If this boom, song had boom, been boom, 30 boom. seconds long, it'd be fine, but for like two and a half minutes of that? You're they're just like banging them out. This is like if one week chillaxed a little bit like i, mean, I want to like rhyme if one week was fast. only the rap break and he was actually rapping about one week you love the rap break i, I never imagined this think... would be the song to divide us <laughs> go home of all songs okay this song is great and here's here's some okay let me let me lay out some shit for you that I think is going to change your mind. Okay? okay. I think there's a couple mysteries in this song okay, that we have to dive into. Okay. Right? Let's go. Let's go to that final verse. The verse that. Go says, home. Go. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. It's great. No. Um. But it's uh. It's it's uh. So now you're out from under the gun and it's over and done. I won't spoil all the fun. But if you ever wonder, she'll be there. So now you're out from under the gun and it's over and done. I won't spoil all. The narrator in this song seems to be speaking as an omniscient narrator, right? I'm not going to ruin it for you. I know your future. Because I thought this was the, the person singing the whole time. Like, I'm sad. I should go home. But it's not. Once you reexamine it, it's someone telling somebody else to go home. But then the person who's telling you to go home knows your fucking future. How did you think that this was a person singing a song about themselves? Okay, I was dumb. Like. Listen, the first fucking line. Well, let me tell you, (laughs) if you're feeling alone, like that's obviously second person. Second person. You're right. You're right. (laughs) But how how do you explain this? This crazy. How do I explain? This crazy omniscient genie narrator. That's crazy, right? Because that final verse lets us know that like, he knows what you're going to do already. It's not just, he's not just giving you advice. He's giving you advice with perfect information. Or he just happens to know this guy's partner and that, she is a loyal like but she's loyal and likes him a lot people are people are strange you, know, people, you, you, you never give an advice like that like hey no. you should do x because you have a you have an idea of what the other person's gonna do i think you can but With, like, i would never couch advice. it i would never couch it in the language of you know what if you ever wonder she'll be there so the because i to the, give someone a certainty like that seems like you're you're setting them up to break their heart okay so the the two options for this are is just this guy giving relational advice and going a little bit farther than he should Uh or he's an omniscient genie with magical powers to see the future (laughs) is it any stranger than any of the other Bannock and (laughs) and Lady songs that we've examined uh no absolutely not I think think you're 100% right I think this is uh, some sort of like small god (laughs) I mean it stands out as a very strange line to this whole song because it Uh, weirder than if you think she's Joan of Arc get your car out of park okay now I have beef motherfucker I have beef you think of her is Joan of park She's burning before you get your car out of park. And if you think of her is Catherine the Great, then you should be the horse to help a meeter. Because that line is legitimately bad. And that what about Catherine the Great? That is the best line in the song, and maybe the best line in their so, entire oeuvre. If you think she's Catherine the Great, you should fuck her to death. Yes. Or cr- crush her with your body. Fucking crazy? Well, I mean, Catherine the Great wasn't actually crushed by I know. Voice. It's, it's yeah. a... What is that? when uh, I guess a rumor, but... A lie. A lie. <laughs> Propaganda. Okay, let's go. She let's died examine. of like a, a stroke or something yeah. in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she was sad because she couldn't hook up her granddaughter with the King of Sweden. That's why she died of a stroke. She was really sad. She wanted to continue the line, King Adolphus the Fourth of Sweden, or something. <laughs> you really did some research for this one. No, I just—it was a fun thing. It's true. A... You're not looking at your paper. You're looking in the sky. I'm just and trying to remember it. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. She was very sad. Um. Okay. Let's 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 break those apart. If you think of her as Joan of Arc, she's burning for you. Get your car at a park. Kind of funny because Joan of Arc burned. Yeah, right? but why would you but think of your partner? Get your car out a park fucking sucks there's this a lot line. of car metaphors in this but because it has nothing to do with the other the line that came before she's burning for you let me bare naked ladies pitch you some alternate endings okay, to that okay this is what i was hoping you'd do absolutely okay uh if you think of her as joan of arc she's burning for you like a light in the dark if you think of her as joan of arc she's burning for you and you know there's a spark like yeah. all of these lines are better than Get your car out of... Because that yeah. doesn't relate to the Joan of Arc. Well, like I ball. said, this is all just lazy rhymes. It, that's lazy. That's I think lazy. I this whole song is lazy. I truly think they that... They had one rhythm, one beat, one lick, and they just went... Th- they're just... Let's just fucking recycle this. It. Like a copy machine. One of those old copy machines. <laughs> just this rhyme. Just over and over again. You're missing the most transcendent part of the song. Go home. We'll get there. Which is what I want to do. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Get there. The Joan of Arc line I wrote is one of the smartest pop lyrics ever written. Why? Because it's one of those little things where I think if you didn't know much about history, you would think like, oh, maybe she rode into battle or something. Like she, you know, be the horse to help her meet her fate. Like that's such a cool line. But if you know something, it's hilarious. It's the Bernicke ladies being at their smartest. So why is it hilarious, Saker? Because they're li- they're they're subtly in this song in the middle of their album saying fuck this girl to death <laughs> or kill her, kill her, which is huh, weird, bizarre, terrifying. And it feels like, an, it feels like two friends sharing an in joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like that. I felt they made me feel smart enough. When I understood it, I was like, very good ladies. You've made me feel, if you don't get it, you don't feel bad, but if you get it, you feel good. I, I don't know how you would think of your partner as Joan of Arc. Like, I mean, I, that, that would not be in a relational sense. Uh-huh. She was famously celibate, right? Uh, Yeah. So you think of your part... Like, I guess you put her up on a pedestal and think she's amazing and want her to die at like the age of 16 (laughs) did she die at 16 she did pretty fucking young i don't know exactly the age but she was pretty fucking young when they burned her at the stake yeah Yeah. i mean okay so jovovich jovovich played her in a movie in in a joan of arc i think oh really is that a movie or a tv show it's a movie wasn't there a tv show like joan of hearts or something where it was like joan of arc in modern day it was like the reincarnation of her is this something i've made up who cares (laughs) Fuck, yeah. Pitch, pitch, me this, uh, pitch me this show. Okay, so Joan of Hearts. It's Joan of Arc mm-hmm. in the modern day. I'm going to see if it actually exists. Uh, no, it definitely doesn't. Joan Baez, the Queen of Hearts is the first thing that came up. <laughs> okay, so what would it be about? It would be about Joan Jett. Mm-hmm. But it has to have this song as its intro. <laughs> Fuck this. Never mind. <laughs> There's no way to do I it. I keep trying to drag it back to the song. Yeah. Okay, so let's drag it back to the song. You're missing the most transcendent part of the song. Am I? Yes, you are. Okay, let's go. Because the most transcendent part of the song is the um uh you can't believe it but it's true. She's given everything to you. So yep. take that's a actually, moment to be sure. That's actually <gasps> the, the that's the only part of the song I liked was the bridge. So that and Take a it, moment And I liked it because Ed's vocals came to the fore. Yeah. Like the Stephen CVP P was on the like lead, and yeah. then it's sort of it sort of like swapped and you could they they mixed his Ed's vocals a lot higher in that. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah. You Can't believe it but it's true. there's only like what is it two or three ed songs on this whole album which is pretty crazy mm-hmm. Most, what about the hand claps did you like the hand claps? i wrote that down you know i love those i wrote more hand claps hell fucking yeah <laughs> hand claps make any song better like immediately straight off the bat they make it better um i, I, I want to talk more about like that bridge like that alto place they take it mm-hmm. i find that on any given brand Good lady song the bridge is probably my favorite part not always. I, I think that the bridge, if I don't like the song, the bridge gives me something to hang my hat on. Sure. I like think every song, Bare naked Lady song I've hated, I've liked the bridge. Ye- and every Bare naked Lady song I like, I still like the bridge. Yeah. So that means the bridge is the best. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, they had some glockenspiel in there. Yeah. Yeah, they Tink, did. Tinkling away. Kevin tinkling away on a glockenspiel. Ding dong ding. Kev the tinkler. That's what they call him. <laughs> I've always called him. Oh, man. You just want to get that piss drinking position God for the band. Damn, I wish. <laughs> Uh, here's another line that uh, provoked some uh, uh, questions within me. Make your mind and stick it out or start again. Make up your mind and stick it out or start again. Right? The whole song, the narrator seems to be pushing for him to do it. Mm-hmm. But here he gives a little bit of, well, you know, if you don't want to, that's okay. Right? Yeah. Make up your mind. Stick it out. Shit or get off the pot. But so the I whole mean, that's song. that's the whole point of the song, though, but, is but go here, home. Here's what you're saying is. The narrator keeps saying, like, I know what's going to happen. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. She's waiting for you. She's going to do it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But then here he's like, yeah, if you want to, don't want to, it's fine. Like, that seems like a weird Not line to me. Fun. I think the, the narrator of the song has the the person he's talking to's partner foremost in mind. Okay. Like, I think that, that he's a, you know, this is this is someone looking for relational advice from, like, his partner's best friend. Right. Like, yeah, you've known her for 20 years. Like, what do I do here? And it's like, stop fucking around. Go, 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 go home go home that's fun than a genie unless your partner's best friend is a genie genie. you ain't never had a friend never had a friend (laughs) you ain't never had a friend not bad like stevie p (laughs) hey so we're building the world of this building a mystery so this is aladdin talking to genie about jasmine yeah i guess With the Maybe most... it's it's Aladdin talking to Iago about the genie. <laughs> talking to Iago about the genie. Okay, so Iago saying, "You can stick it out. Go home to the do genie." Do it in Gilbert Godfrey's voice. You just, you can stick it out. <laughs> That's a terrible fucking Gilbert. What's your best Gilbert Godfrey? I can't do a Gilbert Godfrey. Give me. A... I'm Gilbert. God... <laughs> Throw me in the trash. <laughs> you were uh, the secretary for Monsters Inc. <laughs> Mike Wazowski. <laughs> I think my Gilbert Gottfried sounds like this. Yeah, yours is pretty good. It's not terrible. I can't do it, though. Um, I think it's also confusing the part where it talks about um, making a mistake, right? You can't imagine what effort it takes. When you make a mistake, you know in the wake that a heart's going to break. You can't imagine what an effort it takes when you make a mistake. And you know in the wake that a heart's going to break if you need help. Because here's how I read this song. I read the song as the brand of good ladies out on the road, and they're all like, "I miss my wife," and then "I miss my dog," "I miss Ray." That's Brad Garrett as a mannequin lady. Um, but uh, uh, and then they're like, "You know what? We should just quit the tour and go home to see our wives, right?" But this part confused me. When you've made a mistake and you know in the wake that her heart's gonna break. So I'm gonna throw out a theory. Okay. This is an Ed and Steve song. They wrote it together. Okay. So the the what you're seeing here is ed versus steve lines like steve lines are like oh everything's going to be terrible you're going to break hearts and Ed's yeah. like get your snow dogs <laughs> and get them out Airbud bud three <laughs> sure. like because ed's like kind of happy it's like you can see it uh, did you watch the ships and dip version of this uh that yes. was the only live version i saw where steve forgets the line and he goes blah 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 yeah yeah, yeah. he also goes uh what was it you gotta be fast put your foot in my ass yes i loved that (laughs) and like you could see he was having no fun on the the thing but ed was enjoying it and i think that's like the dichotomy there like i don't think i've ever seen ed on stage where it doesn't look like ed is having a good time but i've seen many times where steve looks like (laughs) he would be he would rather be anywhere else back in the womb for instance you might be right so and I mean, Kevin on the keyboard at the Ships and Dip, I actually really liked. So. I don't remember him. What was he doing? He was just on the keyboard, just playing. He was playing oh. He was playing a keyboard. I think this song could have used more keyboard in it. Right. Like the actual. And he had, he did that on the uh, um, Ships and Dip cruise. Yeah. Because he I, didn't have his Glockenspiel handy on that fucking boat. That which is truly a travesty. Do you think Bare Naked Ladies regretted doing Ships and Dip? Because, like, it sounds like a good idea. Like, hey. We're going to be on a fucking cruise ship with some great fans. We're going to have some good times. And like, oh, by the way, you have seven concerts a day. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they probably didn't mind it because you got a free, not only are you being, it's free, you're being paid to go to, you know, the Bahamas. But you're not really like getting to enjoy yourself. Like you have to be on all the time. That's true. I mean, I've never been famous, so I wouldn't know what it's like. Yeah. But I, I imagine it's taxing. Yeah. Unless you're the kind of person that like feeds off that, which makes you an asshole. Well, you know, let me tell you, we went to a uh yeah, go on. convention the other day mm-hmm. and I had a bunch of people come up to me and say, Hey, are you are you are you that guy from that band that I like? And boy. Evan, let me tell you. Yeah? It didn't affect me at all. I felt I mean, would embarrassed. You, <laughs> would you like to go on like a two D six cruise where it's just well, I, let's assume you have thousands of fans. Okay. <laughs> we have 1,100 fans. Okay. You have 1,100 <laughs> fans. And like, like diehard fans. Okay. People, who are, people who would be willing to pay sure. multiple thousands Ride of dollars sure. to go on a cruise with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but you have to perform like six or seven concerts a day. Deep shit. Like you got to cut every mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. Not just mm-hmm. bottomless mm-hmm. fries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to go deep to, to judge to the ones you regret <laughs> naming. Okay, very good. Uh, yeah, I would love that. Yeah? I think... But I I like so pushing myself angry. to my limit. Asshole. I, yeah, because I like working, and I like I like performing, and I like getting money, and I like visiting new locations. Mm-hmm. Okay, fucking that's fine. On the ships and dip tour, uh-huh. they did. I, I they instrumentally they pared down the third verse. It gave the song like this. This nice dynamism that the regular version doesn't have. The regular version, you're right. The whole time, it's like that jangly, like, It's it's, it's Ed's ed's country guitar, which I didn't, I actually didn't mind that at all. Like, that wasn't, that didn't, that neither added nor detracted from the song for me. See, I felt like having it the whole time, just like the same thing, was Mm -hmm. really like, I think that's why the bridge was so inciting, enticing to me. Must have been the same thing. Must have been the same. Have we hit that one yet? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was a million years ago. Yeah. I'm losing my bare naked mind, my friend. <laughs> um, Take that brain out. Clean it all. I really need to run it under the spigot. Um, but uh, uh, what the fuck was I saying? Oh, yeah. Had they, in the third verse of the, the recorded version, just given it, like, changed it up a little bit. Maybe the keyboard takes over the guitar medley line mm. and, like, it would feel more dynamic. Yeah, I just feel like they phoned the song in. Like, this song feels phoned in to me. yeah. I think you might be right. Ro- but they do some interesting things with it, well, they're right? The, they're bare naked ladies. Of course they're going to do some fucking interesting things. They're, a gr- they're consummate musicians who are a great band. So you think that their phoning it in includes doing interesting shit? Yeah. I mean, I think they just do that as a matter of course. Like, I bet they're just sitting there in their fucking tour bus and ed plays a lick on his guitar and steve like throws down a quick rhyme and then they're like let's just do that for an entire song and then like kevin and and jim are like hmm we gotta add a little bit more pizzazz how about a glockenspiel sounds good Ooh, hand clap says tyler in the back because <laughs> coming remember, out of the toilet he have, yeah he's like he just washed his hands and right. as, as everyone knows tyler doesn't dry his hands <laughs> he off he claps, claps them dry up. absolutely yeah that's clearly tyler summer of love tyler summer of love ty uh yeah okay maybe you're right but then like who who has the idea to go like let's add some reverse twangy country guitars in here because i was like at one point like Uh, they were playing around in the studio and they're like well that will jazz them up a bit i feel like the producer whoever produced this album it might have been don was maybe don mangione i don't know (laughs) well thank you for contributing i think that he had this like Hard-on at this time for reverse things. Because last song, we talked about the reverse guitars on Pinch Me, mm-hmm. which are great. Mm-hmm. And then this song, directly afterwards, we have more reverse guitars. It feels like that was cool. That was inventive on track three. You're putting it again on track four? He's everything to you. Now take a okay. moment. They wanted to make it a thing, like actual guitars. Do you think that Don Waz was like, hey, every track... Fuck the regular guitars. <laughs> Reverse guitar every the wa- song. The Wasp Brothers are experimenters. <laughs> everybody walked the dinosaur. Everybody was the dinosaur. Everybody was. Everybody was a dinosaur. Everybody was a dinosaur. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, it didn't wear out its welcome to me, and I, I, but it, it confused me. I don't know how it could not have worn out its welcome. <laughs> Wait, but you just said it didn't bother you having, the, uh, having oh, no the- dynamism. Yeah, I mean, the dynamism didn't bother me. The song bothered me. Okay, just in general. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was just the same thing over again. Over and over and over and over and over. I guess, but we have so just many like this, little... Just like this podcast. We... <laughs> now, come on. We have fun, special guests that you love to talk to. <laughs> we have... Every Sunday, the brothers get together, and it's my time to see you and hang out with you. You brought your beautiful son over just today. just hung out, hung out uh, you know, unstructured hangout. And type. done what? Uh, I wouldn't even know have what a, to talk to you about. We literally have lists of things we need to do that we can't do because we do this podcast whenever we get together. I don't even know what I would talk to you about. Fair enough. Outside of this podcast. No. It's not like we spent three hours, four hours at the zoo the other day hanging out and being bros. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think for a lot of that we talked about this podcast. podcast but, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, um, country take, twang. It's taking over my life. <laughs> this song wastes no time with an intro, right? But then yep. Matteo immediately mm-hmm. launches it. Yeah, because they know they got to get out of this song quick because it's garbage. <sighs> this is, I think, one of the shortest songs on the album. Yeah, it should be. It should be even shorter. It should be thirty seconds. Why didn't they just cut it? Good question. Well, no, I'm talking. What's your explanation? You don't know, I because I mean because it's an album, right? They you thought don't it was need, good. They don't all need to be fucking hits on the album. They like they're like, oh yeah, it might change things up. But this is a, this like is we a, got punch me in front of it, and then afterwards comes something else. Falling for the first time, another certified banger. Yeah, so they just need like a, this is like an amuse bouche. This is like a uh, aperitif. This you, is like the bitter like anise flavored liqueur you swallow between bites of the beautiful Uzo. of spaghetti and yeah. then you go up before you go on to your uh rich chocolate cheesecake this is a 14 track album that's kind of long for an album a lot of albums 10 tracks 12 tracks mm-hmm. they could i i you can have an album full of certified well, bangers hey guess what we'll find out when you resequence it and cut this song i probably will <laughs> i probably will to be <laughs> honest because i do think it's the second worst song on the album um but But I don't mind it all that much. There's one song I legitimately mind, I think. Um, We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, I I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, people produce greatest hits albums. Mm -hmm. So why would you include a song that you think is bad? I don't think they thought the song was bad. You are just saying they got in and out. They started with the intro. It was the shortest song in the album because they had to get in and out because they knew it was bad. I mean they didn't know it was bad. They just they, they obviously this isn't going to be a radio hit. This isn't going to play anywhere. They're like we need to have something we can play on ships and dip 3. We need to have- <laughs> <laughs> Now, you're right. It couldn't be a radio hit because of the last 1 second of the song. Yeah. In which they say oh, Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Beep. Is, I said, fuck I was, through your bleep. I, I know. I wish bleeps were more like that, where you could hear, if you squinted <laughs> hard enough, you could still hear the swear. Uh, it's like the Spice Channel. If you squint hard enough, you can still see the pornography in your 13 years old in your parents' basement. Um, what do you, there's lots of deliberation as to what's being said here, mm-hmm. because it comes out of nowhere. They're kind of a family friendly b- band for the most part. They are not a family friendly band. They have like a family friendly air about them. Yeah they were on kids wb i know but like steve <laughs> writes like songs about killing himself and killing other people <laughs> yeah. and like auto erotic asphyxiation yeah, right. and things like i mean this is if they actually took a second to read i don't think a lot of parents would but they, i mean they kind of well the name of the band is bare naked ladies yeah so you're weeding out a bunch of parents yeah, already and they kind of come so like parents who like bare naked ladies and let their kids listen to Bare Naked Ladies already probably have a sense of humor about yeah, this sort of thing anyway that might be true so, yeah um, but to be honest i listened to bare naked ladies a lot in high school and i didn't really dig deep enough into the lyrics to get that like right. I would have thought they're like a family-friendly happy band too so yeah. you know I'm also guilty of that yeah I mean there's one song on this album that is downright pornographic uh which again we'll get to can't wait uh, but, so I, or just, is it too little too late did it feel out of place to say fuck yeah at the end of that song no it didn't for you they were just happy to be done with it <laughs> <laughs> You're gaslighting me. You keep saying they didn't think it was bad. No, they, they liked it. They were happy to get out. You can be you can not hate something and still be happy to be done with it. This podcast <laughs> every week. That's how, that's why I end every episode off mic going fuck yeah. But yeah. Um some people say uh puck yeah. That's dumb. It's dumb. Live on the Ships and Dip tour, they said oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Why would they censor themselves on Ships and Dip? who knows (laughs) you want me to yes and you i want you to well they knew that uh reagan was watching (laughs) they knew they couldn't fuck up the moral majority would have come for them (laughs) reagan had a sniper (laughs) trained on them exactly because reagan famous bnl fan they had to like (laughs) perform at the white house and censor all their songs in the 80s yeah i i don't know the song is kind of about fucking yeah, I mean Catherine the Great. Go home and go home and fuck your wife. Is the the moral? Go of home this and song. crush your wife beneath your <laughs> enormous body. <laughs> you you your, horse. Your girth. Go and put tie your wife to a stake and burn <laughs> her alive. Just think of her that way. Don't actually do it. Just get your car out of park. park yeah, just and let let the car like slowly drift <laughs> down the hill into arc, a... Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, the, uh, I wrote uh, so just some stuff I didn't cover here. Um, this song is Death by a thousand cuts or life by a thousand cuts because it's not good They're just like these little tiny rhymes that just keep cutting you here yeah. uh, there's not big there's not a deep cut this is a deep cut yeah. But there is no deep cut yeah um, I love the way Steve says spontaneously he like very Shakespearean I can see the apostrophe in the mm-hmm. middle of that uh, that word it's in a heap, spontaneously we- Spontaneity. 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 Uh, there are very few harmonies on this song, but the harmonies there are are very precious to me. The mm-hmm. uh, uh, like, yeah. cool. Cool harmonies. Yeah, decent heart. Harmon- I mean, it's BNL. It's BL. It's B&L. Uh, the one thing that got a laugh out of me um, is uh, when he says, uh, then I shouldn't have to tell you again. Just pack your bags and get yourself on a plane. To you, then I shouldn't have to tell you again. Do you think again spoken that way is a Canadianism, or do you think he said it that way specifically for the rhyme, or do you think Ronald Reagan forced him? <laughs> do you think the genie doesn't actually know how to speak English? Gave himself the power to speak English, but like all of genie wishes, he monkey's pawed himself. Oh, uh, for again. Uh, I thought that was funny. Know. I've said again a couple times in my life. God, were you, like, reprimanded each time? Uh, yes. It's I, very, uh, snooty. It's bougie to yeah. say again. It's like neither-neither sort of thing. Either-either. Nobody either. says neither. I, I say neither either. sometimes. Ugh. I think that it just comes, well, depending on when I use it in a sentence and who I'm talking to sort of thing. It's you're, not, but it's not, it's not a, it's not a conscious thing. you the type of motherfucker that says aunt, aren't you? Omp. <laughs> not now, but just in I always put a, I always put a P at the end of My it. My aunt. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> you know me. I, um... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what else did you have to say about this song, Ron Weasley? <laughs> oh! <laughs> All right, give us your hey Poe read. This is Ron Weasley. Uh huh. At his first couple years, specifically Ron Weasley during his first couple years at Hogwarts, uh huh, where he is desperately there's a su- it's never fully put out, but I get the subtext that Ron is homesick uh-huh. because I mean, growing up with uh, growing up in the borough with Molly Weasley, right. Like a mom like Molly, you don't. Go, go! Gee golly, I'm a lucky kid. <laughs> I don't know. Perfect. So, is that the end? Oh, I thought those was yeah, the end. I'm of done. I'm done. <laughs> but like, he's a—he's uh, sort of unable to give voice to it. So this is like when he when during the break, like the Christmas break or mm-hmm. something. When when um, Harry Potter has to stay because he's got no parents. Uh-huh. Mm, I'm Harry Potter when well. uh-huh. and uh, like. Ron's like, you could just come home with us, and Harry's like, no, I'm not gonna. And then Ron decides to stay too, and this is like Hermione's like, just go fucking go home, dude. You're right, you love your family, and but like Harry's got to be a stupid fucking piece of shit. Sure, and like he, she take Molly Weasley takes him under his her wing, right? Like she, he's basically like an honorary Weasley. Yeah, she even like gives him. Her dead brother Fabian's pocket watch or some magical. Pocket is that watch. real? Jesus, yeah. I don't remember that. Both her brothers, like Fabian, I don't remember the other guy's name, but they were killed in the first Wizarding War with Voldemort. Holy shit! Gin- uh, Molly would have been with them, but she was too busy having kids. Yikes! Yucky yucky. That's some real uh, Chronicles of Narnia shit. Yeah. I mean, she has a crush on Gilderoy Lockhart, which is cool. But I mean, like Harry Potter's a piece of shit. Like he's imp- instead of like imprinting on a good mother figure, he imprints on like fucking serious, pe- perennial asshole, serious black. Yeah. So. Parental asshole series. Yeah, he's like a, the school bully. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, but I mean, his Harry Potter's parents weren't cool. That cool either. I guess Lily was nice, but yeah, James was a piece, of, a piece of shit. Of shit yeah. So anyway, yeah. So this is just like this is Hermione just saying, so "Hey Ron, go home." Go. Who's the her in this song? Your is mom. Your mom? mom, Molly Weasley. Yeah, if you think of her as Catherine the Great, crusher beneath <laughs> you. The thing is, like, they don't know anything about Muggle history, so they're just like. A... <laughs> She's just randomly grabbing, but she is a I know she does, so she's playing a joke on Ron' <laughs> because... I feel like I feel like somebody as intelligent as Hermione would have to keep herself interested in that relationship, sure because he's just a fucking goon. that is the type of historical reference Hermione Hermione like would he's make. like a fucking ice cream truck driver that's what he Ron? wants, to... yeah, that's. What... The, see I'm not ice disparaging cream ice cream truck, truck drivers, but I can just see them like, in an ice cream tub like, here's your, here's your double cone. <laughs> we we had a survey to fill out for this uh, podcast from IABD, and it asks our listeners to list their occupation. 80% of the people that listen to this podcast are <laughs> ice, cream ice cream truck, truck drivers. drivers F, so they're going to be I, fucking pissed at you. I miss, like, okay, so with ice with regards to ice cream trucks, like, everything is, like, a prepackaged candy now. Like, it's like... It's, oh, yeah, it's, the it's Sonic all, bars. Yeah, the, they, the you vegetables. have to unwrap everything. And sure. I understand why they did that, but I kind of miss, like, the, like greasy dude dipping out like ice cream into a cone that never happened that you had ice cream trucks where they literally dipped the ice cream Yeah, I, uh, my earliest memories are of those but they went away right quick in the 80s with, really like, when everyone got scared of like yeah. These pedophiles yeah i s- can imagine stealing kids. oh yeah because even when i was a kid we never had hand dipped it was all just you buy a ninja turtle bar and you get the fuck out like or a push pop yeah i was I felt like the ice cream truck was always like more th- more thunder than lightning. Right? You hear it coming down the street. You're like, "Fuck yeah!" yeah. And you buy like an adequate popsicle. Yeah, it is the power of advertising. Right? Because that song gets you hyped every time. I remember chasing it for blocks and blocks. Turkey and the straw man. That's like that's like I think that's a childhood touchstone for a lot of Americans. Yeah, I think we can all relate to running after the ice cream truck, like a a fistful of quarters clutched in your sweaty palm, yes. <laughs> like trying to hold up your pants because you're too cool for a fucking belt. <laughs> one of your shoes is coming off do you feel like maroon is a summer album i 100% every time i listen to maroon i get in a very summer mood hmm. that's i mean that's nice like a lot of like you just sort of respond to something in the music that says summer and i know how much you like summer Summer's my favorite but i feel like it may have it's it, maybe it started because pinch me was the single from this and pinch me's all about uh, sort of summertime mm-hmm but I feel like perfect time of year somewhere the twist uh I just feel like uh yeah I don't know something on this album makes me feel do you have songs or albums that you associate with with times of year no really never boy oh boy no I actually do okay (laughs) I was just joking I was no butting you then yes Andy. I love those both of those Yes, and they're not albums (laughs) they're sound projects I don't know where to go with that you're in a mood today, I'm both. Yeah, yeah I'm just tired. <laughs> I feel you. It's tiring being a parent. We never actually talked about the fact that I have a child now on this podcast, did we? Yay, his yeah. name is Gram- Gra- Gramson. Gramson <laughs> Chiplop. <laughs> uh, all right, well. Love that little boy. <laughs> that's enough of that. All right. Uh, I like the, uh, I like your, are you regretting doing a Harry Potter read for no. this album? No, I mean, I think this, This it obviously is what it is. <laughs> sure. my, my problem is, I have, honestly I have no idea why a vampire would write this song. Yeah. Like, Go if, home. Feel like I mean, this song shows like here, here's my only like take on this like the song shows a very superficial understanding of how human relationships work because it's it's just like hitting on one thing like the vampire knows one thing about human relationships and that's like don't take your partner for granted he's like don't do that and so yeah. he's like just giving these like multiple have you ever been in like getting advice from someone and they just re- they're basically repeating the same thing over and over again but saying it different ways yeah so that, I think that's what he's doing here the vampire. Uh, Cause he's like some like ancient like biblical Nosferatu, sure. Methuselah, who's like just woken up and like th- these younger kids asking him for like information. Like, yeah, just uh, um, you people still like being together, right? Uh-huh. So, you remember uh, Catherine the Great, right? She's still around. Yeah. So he's like turning his like <laughs> mighty and terrible intellect on sure. the single thing that he knows, and he's just like chewing it to a uh, raggedness. May I suggest a vampire read for this song? Please do so. So uh, this is a vampire during a coven meeting. Uh, and the the head vampire, that's the Methuselah, right? Who's father, the head vampire in a coven? Father. You played a lot more masquerade than I did. I don't know. Prince. The, the prince. prince. Sure, the prince. The prince of the town. Or uh, princess. Or princess. But in this case, prince. Because I have a very specific read in my head. Or archon. So he didn't show up to the meeting, mm-hmm. right? This is just supposed to be a general meeting of, of the people. Uh, and so you're having this meeting. And all of a sudden, this hunter team breaks in. And just smash mouth. fucking smash mouth. Smash Mouth way. starts. Might as well be walking in the sun, <laughs> bitches. And they start murdering vamps left and right. pew. pew the stake gun, Steve's famous stake gun. He's mm-hmm. shooting him out. And other guy from Smash Mouth, he's got this axe and he's chopping off. Devin. Heads. Devin and Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but they kill all the other vampires and they leave you and you're you're backed up cuz you're the you're a vampire in this court okay. and they they back up but then like they all look around and you realize no other vampires are left alive and you both wink at each other right because you hired this hit on your coven in order to go up ranks and they tell you go home go back to your sire go back to your prince and tell him what happened here and he will in fact Get your car out of park. In fact Steve turns and he shoots Devin in the heart Devin! and he says tell your prince that you did that and he'll bump you up the ranks And then you give steve the hundred thousand dollars that you promised him right and he says go home i think you pay i pay him in like mini kegs sure sure and he says he says to you now you're out from under the gun it's over and done i won't spoil all the fun but if you ever wonder she'll be there okay so it is a princess you're right you're right, you're right. this is the princess of the town and he tells you to to go home um yeah if you need her you should be there you can't believe it but it's true <laughs> What do you think about my vampire read? That is poetry. Okay, very pure good. You can tell po- I'm a writer. Pure poetry, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to rating this song. <gasps> All right. So, Evan, as you know, we rate the... Can you imagine being somebody who this is your first episode you're listening to? Like, I like the brandy Good Ladies. I want to listen to this podcast. I'm going to start not with one week, not with Pinch Me, but with Go Home. Well, the idea what the is, fuck is wrong the with you? The idea is always you should start a podcast with one of the more recent episodes. So, if... Because- if- if this is the most recent, "Pinch Me" was the episode before. This. Yeah, I mean, they probably no one's probably starting and listening to us Thank with this God. episode. All right, Evan, you know how this works, and uh, I'm sure do. our listeners do as well yeah. by this point. Uh, the more bare naked a song is, the better it is. The more clothes it's wearing, the worse. So, Ev, on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed, what is this song? I am. Do you get those robocalls? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the it's just a random number, and usually you hang up on them or something like that. But for some reason, like uh. They've gotten to the technology now where they can mimic area codes, so it looks like yes. it's coming from a local number. It looks like it's coming from your number sometimes, like yeah. with one digit change. Yeah. So, so you like you pick it up, put it to your ear, and you just hear like heavy breathing, and uh-huh. then someone just goes, "I'm naked." <laughs> okay. You like fucking hang up. What the fuck was that? <laughs> and then uh, just go about your day. Um, go in, lying down a bed. Phone rings. Pick it up. Ah, I'm naked. <laughs> I'm getting closer. <laughs> you like, oh shit, something's <laughs> going on. So you like you. Just, Star sixty nine comes back, phoning your own house rings. Okay, (laughs) like what the fuck is going on? And then, uh, so you like you're dead asleep. You've locked all the doors. Mm -hmm. You're in your you're in your bed. You're clutching like a tomahawk (laughs) and a spear or (laughs) something. Phone rings again. I'm outside your house and I'm naked. Uh You run outside. No one's there, but. You hear a door slam inside your house. Uh-huh. Now he owns your house. Owns your house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You uh, you turn around. There's a for sale sign on your front yard. <laughs> right, I'm flipping this, and I'm naked. <laughs> but you run in the house, look around, no one there. Uh-huh. House is empty. That's the end. <laughs> okay. It's, it's nothing. So there's, what? <laughs> there's nothing here. It's just something telling you how naked it is. Uh-huh. But you never get to see it fully. You don't know what what how much clothes it's actually wearing it's just someone fucking trolling you I, I mean your wardrobe and you open your wardrobe and all that's in there are all your clothes yes. <laughs> I'm naked. it's like one of those like shaggy dog things yeah i kept i kept trying to think of like a shaggy dog ending sure. <laughs> i'm naked that was good you came up with all that on the spot uh yeah i would say that's probably true mine is probably not nearly as interesting as that you come to consciousness Mm-hmm. And there's an incredible pressure. You're just born, <laughs> just born, <laughs> and you want to go back already. Yeah. There's an incredible pressure on you, and you say, "Oh, I gotta, oh, I gotta get this off of me." And you're you're being crushed, and you can't breathe. But for some reason, you're conscious and you're alive, and you can you can push. So you start to push with your hands, and you feel like it weighs. Uh, a ton it weighs a, a ton, ton. <laughs> and you're pushing and you're pushing and you see like light from from a crack you're pushing up something heavy that's on you coffin lid uh, maybe it's a coffin lid but it's much heavier than a coffin and you pull it out and you start to slip out from under whatever this thing is and it crashes behind you it's a horse and you look up what <laughs> the fuck i'm gonna guess <laughs> it's not a horse chocolates <laughs> <laughs> and you're in Willy Wonka's factory. <laughs> factory. Uh and you Would look you? behind you, Would you and it's a house. Huh. It's it's a home. How did this home land on you? It doesn't even look like it belongs in this universe. It looks are like a, a wicked, home are you from You a wicked witch? Looks like a home from Kansas. Uh, and then you look around and you say where the fuck are my shoes? <gasps> Somebody stole my damn shoes. So you are naked from the calves down. That's how naked this song you're is. You're also a witch. The rest you are fully clothed. Uh, a house landed on you. So you went home and you're a witch and you're in Oz and you're on the yellow brick road. And you got to get your shoes back because you do not want to be naked. And you're like next to the Munchkin Village. So yeah. all you've got is like little tiny shoes to wear. Oh, cute. Okay, yeah. Are they little tiny shoes or tiny little shoes? Oh. Hey, I'm a shoe I'm full <laughs> of <Old> feet.
1: feet. <laughs> hey, hey I'm we... a boot.
0: We got to meet. <laughs> uh, well, hey, that Hey, I'm a pump. I got to run. <laughs> Hey, I'm a heel. We're having fun. There we go. We just wrote a better <laughs> little <laughs> a tiny, tiny shoe, song. tiny little shoe. shoe. Uh, the munchkin shoes fit on your toes. No, they're not that small. Yeah, they're I mean, not. They're that just small. little people, right? So they're, you know, three feet, three feet three and tall. a half feet, four. three apples tall. That's a smurp. We'll be right back with more. It's all been done. A Barnacled Ladies podcast. Hi, Evan. Um. If you could be a little boy again, How what, many? Is, what is something you would want to re-experience? If I could be a little boy again. So you can go somewhere and then for a span of hours, let's say like three hours. Uh-huh. Turn into a little boy. I turn have my adult little, brain? Little Saker. Uh-huh. You abandon your adult brain. I abandon it. Yeah. You oh. just you're just a little kid. And you'll you'll have like when you turn back into adult, you'll have whatever memories child Saker made in those three hours. Where would you want to go? Um, into the womb. I would want to experience <laughs> what it was like <laughs> to be, uh... Probably claustrophobic. Yeah, well, but no, but I don't have adult takers, memories, thoughts, ideas, feelings, right, right? but you'll have a memory of being in the womb. Well, I would be the only person in the world to have that memory. That would be a cool thing. Uh, sure. You don't think so? <laughs> I mean, on the, like, continuum of memories you can relive, like... Uh-huh. Hey, man, I, I feel what it's like to be in a trash bag. It's <laughs> a trash bag filled with warm water. That's a trash bag nice. <laughs> filled with warm water. Warm fluid. Warm fluid. Well, I don't know. I mean, does it have to be an experience? I got actually? all my meals through a tube. Does it have to be an experience It wasn't to even connected have? to my mouth. <laughs> no. Okay. Because I went to Disneyland when I was a kid, and I don't remember it. I would like to have remembered Go it. revisit Disneyland. I guess so. I-, I think that's why people like do drugs. Because I think you're closer to a child... Like, when you're high on marijuana or drunk uh-huh like it gets rid of all your higher executive functions uh-huh so you're more childlike, i think okay but you have an adult body okay <laughs> so you can spend a lot on amazon i mean because i remember like back when i used to do a lot of drugs i would like just sit there and watch like cartoons really yeah but do you not enjoy cartoons as an adult are you critically examining them what's the problem no, there I enjoy them more as a kid though i see like it with my brain turned off okay so. interesting i guess huh. i don't know yeah okay I guess, indeed. Um, so what would be the one that you'd re-examine? A womb. Womb. Yeah, yeah I mean, that was, obviously everyone would do that. That is correct. You just decided to, you know, uh, tear me on it because yeah, yeah. you were jealous. So I can build you back up. That's right. Thank you, coach. Maybe, oh, can we be twins in the womb? womb tw- <gasps> yeah, let's be womb twins. Friends. Five years apart. Yee. I assume I'm going back as a child of seven. I'm going into the womb. Yeah. Is that correct? I, <laughs> I'm gonna I was her. assuming that if you went into the womb you'd be a baby. Okay, well, like I a, guess that's or a fair. Uh, preemie or whatever. Where in the world a would fetus. you go if you were 5 years old and you couldn't be in the United States? <laughs> what? <laughs> like London, the London, Perfect. the London tube. Wow, you'd be alone as a 5-year-old on the tube probably japan it's really safe in japan yeah that's true it's like, pretty they're, safe they're like five-year-olds while riding the subways in japan this probably is... not five-year-olds but yeah like, they're like 10 12-year-olds. have you ever seen there's that japanese show where it's like uh uh you know their little kids first errand and like a little kid will go run an errand but a camera crew will follow them mm-hmm. and it's like all the shit they get into it's like a reality tv show but it's very very cute i remember one where there was a kid that it was a conceited of the reality show is the kid got picked up every day from this bus stop, mm. and then his parents would drive him, you know, the five miles back to his okay. house. One day, they didn't pick him up. That was the scene. And it's just, like, this, this is camera a... crew following this kid who, like, <laughs> waiting at the bus stop, real gets real sad, walking along the road, oh. crying. Like, he befriended a dog at one point. This went, was a six-episode miniseries? It was, like, two hours of this shit. Uh, was it really? And then he finally, like, gets home, and they throw him a party. Like that's it's okay, it's okay, Yoshi. We love you. Oh my god! Like basically abused you just now. Wow, that's ridiculous. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, no. Japanese television has some weird shows on it. That's very strange. Remember? Cool. You know what else is weird? It's weird and cool. Evan, Evan? Mm -hmm. are we saying the same thing? No. At the same time? No, we're not. Nikki's completed her second season. (laughs) Nikki sticks. Nikki sticks. So now this is the same joke you made last time we did a commercial. I make me. it every time until they get new shows. So now you have two. You want them to add a show every time we do a commercial. Yes, I want. I want new material. So now you have two full batches of episodes in which she advises you how to live your life, as she works on the third. What would your question for Nikki Sticks be? Mm. Nikki Six from Twisted Sister. I would say, Blistered Sister. What happened to Nikki's one through five? Are they oh, the prototypes? Yeah. I'm terrified. Yeah. Does she like have the liquid metal? Yeah. Is Nikki Six Nikki Six is a man, right? Well, I don't fucking know. Okay, neither do I. I mean, oh, I think in uh you're talking about the the, the drummer. The, the YouTuber's whatever. a woman. Okay. Is the drummer a man? Yes. Okay. What would be the question you'd ask, Nikki Six? How do I how did I get here? <laughs> I'm five years old. I didn't ask <laughs> nice to, to be here. here. I want the Why tube. Why am I with in the you. London tube? <laughs> um Head on over to our YouTube channel to find the video series, Nikki Tells You How to Live Your Life and watch it over and over again until you have internalized as your personal mantra. Until you have internalized as your personal mantra. I think there's supposed to be an article yeah. in it. Internalized With it. it so as it's your, not an article. It's a pro- pronoun. Pro- as pr- your... A pronomial. pronomial. <laughs> that. Oh boy, this next sentence. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. That is certainly a good idea. Period. <laughs> Head on over to iabdpresents.com and check out this and all of our programs. And please support us at patreon.com slash iabd. Do we, do we, do we, does everyone on this network write their own copy? We could if we wanted to, oh. but I always choose to let them write it for us. Oh, I bet it's great. Ours? Yeah. You want me to read it? No. Okay. We I could. want to listen to Squanch Smashers and Nikki Sticks read it. Read it. it says the name's Evidence Saker in it. Do you think that they actually like riff off of our st- like? no attack attack us we think they read they read it really calmly? we've talked about this before people people's commercials are 15 seconds long oh that's stupid they will just say the the thing well, what's the point then i don't know i don't know <laughs> i'm upset we'll see you again in one what? second, second. Back with more. It's <laughs> All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the podcast when we spin that big old wheel. Can't wait for the same thing Must to Must have up been then. the same thing. We should have the same thing on here. Oh, this is a new one. Uh, this one is called Big Bang Theory Theme Song. <laughs> so this song <laughs> is Did I the... come up with this one or did yes, you? Yes, you did. Okay. This song is the theme to a sitcom, either real or imaginary. Name or describe the characters and general situation. I mean, we've kind of already done that. It's Joan of Heart. <laughs> okay, so it's Joan of Arc. So, who are the characters in Joan of Arc? It was obviously Joan, played and by she, played by Joan Rivers. Okay, perfect. Is she a resurrected version of Joan of Joan of Arc? Uh, um, when does this take place? Modern day. I think modern day, but flashbacks to. F- yeah, very much like Lost. They like just keep flashing, flashing back, back and giving you more information about Joan of Arc's life. Right. And yeah, okay. Right. She feels like a modern day Joan of Arc. And the big season one cliffhanger at the end is we flash back. But it's not to Joan of Arc's life. It's to the 80s. And we realize that this Joan of Arc has been resurrecting multiple <gasps> times throughout oh. history, not just in Joan River's body in the 2019s. Oh. That's great. Because okay, it's good. Like a, she's like, Joan River's like Joan, Joan of Arc. It's like a... It's like a um, Kind of kind of funny documentary style, sort of like The Office or like Parks and. Uh oh. Okay, so I made it dramatic at the end. But no, no, sure. it can still be. It can still treat. There's still okay. there's still room for drama because she's acting like a Joan of Arc in that she's pushing forward against like the patriarchy patriarchal system of comedy in okay. like the 70s 80s. Sure. So every time Joan of Arc resurrects, it's like a quantum leap situation. Okay. So every time she resurrects, she has to like push something forward. Okay, got it. And. With all of her might. Okay, yeah. So it has to be... Sure, sure, sure. She has to make sure that the world is a better place for women in general. Or just people. Or just people. Because Joan of Arc was famously like pro-peasants and serfs and things like that. All right. I like that. So... But this next resurrection might be the resurrection that makes her go home. <laughs> go home, Because that's oh, like the, the quantum leap thing, right? Yeah. It's like, so she wants to stop resurrecting and go back to heaven where Fuck. she belongs. Oh my God. Okay. So this is like this is like on the Christian channel. Yeah. Whatever, okay. Whatever. Whatever yeah. that's called. Like I know that the Christian. Radio station here is called The River. Yeah. Because you see those bumper stickers everywhere for The River. So, what was the the 900 Club? Or what was it? The 700 uh, Club. 700 Club. What? That was on like the Family Channel. Okay. So, this could be on like ABC Family or what are they called now? Yeah. Freeform? Seventh Heaven, was, it, was, Heaven. A, was one of those. Touched by an Angel. Wait, was Seventh Heaven about Christian shit? I don't know. Okay, I thought it was just I, I like know, a touched Dawson's Creek, touch by an angel kind of was. Yeah, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So but I, this I, is one of those. I do think there's almost like a uh, uh, a mystery to be solved too mm-hmm. throughout her years, right? Right. So. Okay, so let's let's talk about let's talk about the characters. So we have okay, Joan, but I we think we have, also yeah. need to have a Ziggy Al figure. Yes, who's right? going to play that? I see like a Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. We're really hitting the relevance. Okay, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> the relevancy for today's modern generation. Well, What does to be modern? Right. This is because it's on the. I mean, it's, jo- it's just starring Joan. starring Joan Rivers in her prime. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Bobcat goldthway and how does he help? Her? I got He's an angel. Okay. Who's trying to get his wings back? Right. <laughs> Okay, and or maybe he, he's a devil trying to get trying into to heaven. get redemption. Yeah, exactly. Okay, maybe he plays Lucifer himself. Bob <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait as Satan. I killed a lot of kids. <laughs> I'm real, real sick. sick. <laughs> okay, I like where this is going. Okay. So Joan of Arc as or er, Joan versus Re- 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 Joan of Arc. Re- 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 Bobcat Re- Goldthwait as, as Lucifer. <laughs> as Lucy. 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 And then there has to be an and, I because I I feel like each episode is going to have a different tertiary or secondary antagonist, so, but there has to be a big antagonist, well, right? I mean, like the, well, the, Who's he, sending Joe she's through got, time? She's got a literal, she's like, Bobcat Goldthwait plays the the devil, right? But he's yeah. actually an angel. So the angel is actually played by Louie Anderson and he just is doesn't want to be there, cannot be bothered to help her at all. Okay. So she's getting like it's like the angel devil dichotomy, but it's reversed. So like sure. the, the devil's trying to help her, the angel is just give is just trying to not undermine her or something like that. But maybe he never liked her. Sure, he's not really an anti- Oh, until we find he's kind of like a lazy, not really an antagonist. I don't want to go in there. <laughs> you have a really good Louis Anderson. I'm Louis Anderson. <laughs> until the season one finale, when we see that he's the one who killed her in the '80s, and uh, then we realize he's been an antagonist. Fuck. Up her plans this whole right. time. he just broke story on this great Joan of Hearts uh yeah. show. And explain and how does the uh song fit into this? Cause she's trying to go home. Let me tell you, if she's feeling alone. Do you think Catherine the Great and Joan of Arc were two of her reincarnations? Ooh. I think Catherine the Great and Joan of Arc were the same person. Catherine the Great was just a resurrection of Joan of Arc. So and also there are these people who, um, as we go back to the flashbacks, uh-huh. we see that they are very like the um, people around her are being played by the same like group group of secondary yeah. oh, characters. Oh, there's more people who resurrect Yeah, so so like they're trying to break out of You've the got cycle. Got John to... Hamm. You got <laughs> John, John, Hamm. John Stewart. You got Janine Garofalo. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love this. You got this. David Hyde Pierce. You got Dave Chappelle. Oh. You've got Ken Watanabe. <laughs> Oh my God, these are so good. This could be a show that I would watch, honestly. <laughs> it's a comedy mystery. that It's time travel, quantum leap. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm in. Joan of Hearts. Joan of Hearts. And she's also trying to juggle her love life. Oh, uh, and raising a young daughter. <laughs> Who resurrects with her again and again? What? No, we're just following the one version. of her, yeah, 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 yeah. In this sure. version, she has a daughter. Sure, sure, sure. And her husband, who doesn't understand that she keeps... She doesn't even have a husband. Okay. How's she going to have a tangled love life sure, if she sure, has a sure. husband? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Her husband died. That was who the daughter was from. He died. Louis Anderson. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we think it was a train accident, but it was really a Louis accident. It was really a Louis accident. Huh. It's like she like looks at the... She remembered back to the autopsy, like, I thought he got hit by a train. <laughs> but there were Why was his was... body burned by hellfire? <laughs> <laughs> there were stab wounds because oh, but... Louie makes it look like Bobcat Goldthwaite did it oh and man and that was like that's the rising action there because sure. like, she starts to trust Bobcat and then it turns out that like it looks like Bobcat killed him but it was it was Hellfire stolen by Louie Anderson Evbo I think we just wrote your next successful story. <laughs> that's right. I want writing credit on this. You got it, bud. As soon as I put pen to paper, okay. as soon as I clickety clack on my keyboard. As soon as you finish those thousand words you've been working that's on. That's right. Got to get through those thousand. Uh, great. Hey, this was a great segment. Good job. Woo hoo boo. <laughs> Woo loo boo. <gasps> all right now's the time when we take an email from our buddy pals that's you guys hey we need emails <laughs> please email us it's all been oh, done podcast um, i need you to apologize to seize richards i'm sorry seize richards why i need you to say hey seize richards hey CZ. i love you i love your emails love you love your emails i was wrong when i asked you not to send us more of them oh send me more seize did he stop because we told him you specifically told him not to oh seize i lied i think your emails are very funny I'm not going to read them on there. We are going to read them on the air. Unless you ask a question in them. Yeah. If they're about pyramids, I'm not going to read them. But if you ask us a question, I will read them. Yes, please do. Uh, So uh, it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. We got people. We're out. We're out of ideas. Somebody sent us an email. That's uh, if you were to write a musical featuring the music of the bean which we've done that one, right? So yeah. Macaulay Woke, so, great question. I think there's question. only so many questions in the world. That's what I'm saying. We've run out. But our friend Jared sent us a shit ton of questions. So let's read one of those. I'm just going to pick a random one here. Uh, this one says, Dear Nakes in the Grass, which <laughs> which classic D&D School of Magic would each of the ladies choose to study and why? Barely yours, Jared. Okay. You spell bear b e a r like a bear, like a grizzly bear. B a r e like bare naked ladies. Yeah, like I, that, ladies. that makes way more sense. Yes. Never mind. Uh, so, just as an FYI for people who don't know the eight schools. Does you spell of- bear like the aspirin B-A-Y-E-R. <laughs> yes, Bayer. Bayerly yours. <laughs> the eight schools of magic in D and D, real quick. Abjuration. Wait, let's see are- if I can get them. Guess them. Okay. Abjuration, which is uh like fireballs and shit. Uh no, it's oh, yeah they could have aggressive. Yeah okay. Enchantment. Enchantment, which is we, enchantment. Yeah, affects the minds is, of others. Or, or objects, you can enchant objects. Sure. Yeah. Illusion. Yes. Which creates mystical illusions and phantasms. Yes. Necromancy, which yes. allows you to summon and toy with the dead. Yes. Uh, what did I? Evocation, illusion, and enchantment. Uh, this is a fun game. Evocation. Yeah. That's fireballs. Yes. That's fireballs. Evocation's yeah. protective. Yeah. Evocation's like shields. Yes. And shit. Fireball. How many? How many more Three. do I have? Three. Three more. Yeah abjuration a c a d and a t conjuration yes that's the summoning and control of extra planar beings and objects yes what else was d and t transmutation that's the transmission of one object into another (laughs) object i'm very impressed with you what's the last one d yeah it has to do with divination. Like, wow, you did it. That's looking into the future like Stephen PPT dude. Oh, shit. I think we found out the first so school Stevie of magic. P- so, divination. divination. Okay, yeah. because of his time travel, because of one his one of the most of the and least powerful schools of magic in Dungeons and Dragons, depending on how good your dungeon master is. Sure. Because if they want to fuck you over, they just won't help you. Because a lot of the divination spells are like, what's going to happen next? And the DM's yeah. like, I don't know. Well, it's my hard. Story, I don't it's, want to give my story away. It's very hard to be a DM and be like, you see a vision of yourself dead on the ground. and Because then you have to work to make that happen. And not that you can't, but if your players keep getting good roles, it's like... Well, you beat the divination. <laughs> like, then it was useless, right? Like, the future can be changed. Oh. For the be- only for the better. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Never for the worse. We can only improve the future. Yeah, divination's a tough one. But I think, so you think Stevie P is a divination guy? Oh, yeah. I mean, he knows the future. He obviously knows the future. So I think that if, if he's any sort of wizard, he's a diviner. 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 I, uh, one of my neighbors, a very old man who is on the, uh, charter commission with me is uh i won't out his name but he was like an engineer he was like he's like in his 60s or something very like straight-laced guy yeah nice like really nice guy everyone likes him he confessed to me the other day that he is a, a dowser oh what he can find water. those still exist he can find water why do you need to find you have a tap what do you why I mean, but like he can like look for like underground water and things like that using a dowser what's rod. the point you still people still need to like sink wells and stuff and find where like because the it was in the context because we don't know where our se- we don't have a map of our sewer system. Uh, and he often we trying to to, to run dow- around with a stick to douse it. Yeah, he, would, he his was a uh, uh, wires. He oh, would use. Have you, did you watch him do it? No, we didn't have him do it. He he as he said that he was laughing. <laughs> okay. but he's like, yeah, I can find it more often than not. That's, Nuts. that's pretty cool. Okay, I maybe mean, it can works do it. for him, yeah. Is it is there any science to dousing? I don't know. I haven't really done any research on dowsing. Is there any science to divination? Yes. Oh. It is 100% <laughs> true. This is why everybody should have a psychic. Sure. All right. Eddie boy. Eddie boy. Eddie boy. <laughs> Eddie boy. I think uh, conjuration. I, wh- so summoning creatures and I would say that. He brings the fans to the yard. I would say that Ed is enchantment. Um, right, he, he casts. A, he's very blues. charming. He casts yeah. a spell on you. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna change mine to enchantment. Right. Okay. All enchantment. right. Enchantment. Because he, everyone is his friend. He's cast charm yeah. on the he world. Has, he has a charisma of 18. He's a bard who cast. Char- Wait, we've already given them classes. Right. This is just schools of magic. Yeah, How, school we of magic. keep dipping into the. Speaking of dowsing, has, the D and D well over and yeah, over well, again. It's just the questions. That's I mean, true. We didn't. We didn't come at it. We didn't our, start yeah. the fire. Yeah. We sure. didn't start the fire. But I mean, like, uh, I think enchantment has glibness which is the best spell ever that just means no one can tell when you're lying right. and you you convince anyone of anything like That's when you get great. that spell you win the game yeah like there's no <laughs> one there's no one can stop you basically uh let's see ty tyler he is a ooh. i feel like uh, let's say it at the same time ready three two, two one, one. abduration okay why abduration oh why not because he protects the band, he's the band mom. He is the band mom. He, he was puts thinking that evocation. shield protection on them with his drums. Boom, 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 boom. I was thinking evocation because he casts fireball on any of the haters of the band. Well, so we came out with a similar, sure. a similar idea. Okay, so maybe so. he cross class. You can't do that. Not, not if you're specializing. Yeah, no. I mean uh, you can cast spells of other schools. You just, it's just harder. To sure. Do, so, so depending is, on the edition. What is he more though? Is he a protector or an attacker? He I is guess he's a protector. I, I mean, guess but a you a can jerk. like. Like, abjuration also has, like, blade barrier and stuff. You can put yeah. up, like, walls of flame and things like that. And you can banish with abjuration. So, yeah. hey, reviewer from the Toronto Star, be banished with yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, Matthew McC- Mark Carmichael of the Toronto Star, <laughs> who lives at 472 <laughs> East State Street and has six children <laughs> by his lovely wife, Linda. Their names are Todd, Rick, Farson, <laughs> David, Lee, Roth, that's all. Those are the six. <laughs> Todd, Rick, Farson, David, Lee, and Roth. Boy, you couldn't pull a name, could you? Uh, I've been trying this whole episode to make up good names, and I just. <laughs> Todd, Rick, Farson is great. I love it. I can assure you that at least one of our listeners will also love it. All right, let's go to Jimmy Boy. Uh, oh, do you feel like Jim is a necromancer? I feel like he dabbles in the dark arts. Uh, I feel like he kind of would like to dabble in the dark arts, but I think that he's more of a. um. God, he's he's such a technician, though. So I'm trying to think of Maybe like the most technical transmutation. You gotta you gotta transmute those <laughs> good songs I mean, into bad songs. You're right, technical. Yeah, what's the most technical? I don't know. Because I... like, if he was like, an, if he was, if we were doing Mage of the Ascension schools, I would say he's a Hermetic Mage. Cause now he's you've all, lost me. All about like their hermetism, like the uh, like he loves Hermes. sigils, sigils. He runs and, like fast circles. And... He wears wings so... on his shoes. <laughs> Uh, do they worship hermes yeah, yeah okay order, order the golden dawn okay. you got it, bud alistair crowley um all done all done okay <laughs> so jim is uh tr- i don't know transmutation change the properties of a creature yeah. object or yeah. environment so he can he can change the properties of pure music yeah i guess music music i truly think that kev is illusion Look at these pretty dancing lights. <laughs> Look at how beautiful I think thing it's a I, made. Con- I would say conjuration because he can summon animals to, the, to oh, be his friends. Oh, maybe that's it. Sure, he's a very Disney princess in my head. I know. He made that, <laughs> you made that quite clear. We talk about this all the time, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, illusion too. Yeah. He can make a because he wouldn't want to. He wouldn't want to. He wouldn't want to summon an animal from its home where right. it lives. Oh, sure. He wouldn't want to. He wouldn't want to bother it. He yes. would want it. So he's gonna make an illusionary animal to be his best friend. Okay. He has imaginary friends that are real. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all of that. It's true. Do you think? Do you think Kevin Conroy is Jim Cregan? <laughs> Sorry, I flashed back without, to being without a doubt very drunk. Uh, okay, what about Andy Cregan. Let's what just, about? Let's give Andy Cregan a school too. We're, oh, Ev, we're breaking our own policy. Okay. Okay, fine. No, Andy Cregan, No, he's Andy not, Cregan's a necromancer. He's a nomad because he wants to recro- recromance the dead. <laughs> he wants to bring them back to life. He wants to be a part of the band again. No, he doesn't. He wants to kill the bare naked la- kill the bare naked ladies, and then reanimate them and make them his thralls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, if we're going with like the bare naked lady like necromancer theory, I What's mean, the bare the- naked lady uh, vampire. Theory, oh, okay. <laughs> then Tyler should be a necromancer to protect the band. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because if they're all vampires, sure then they're going to need that because you can't heal them like normally you can't sure. like like all the like protection stuff might work against them but a necromancer he could give them like false life he can give them like yeah. all sorts of cool stuff and if we're going with the harry potter read i think they should all be defense against the, the dark, dark arts, arts. teachers Ooh. what teachers would they be that's for another question someone please ask this us that, that question, question so we can answer it am all right, thanks for the question, Jared. Yeah, thanks, Jared. Keep on and Keep it on beyond. And that's it. That's it. Epo, we did another Epo. Yeah. This might be our shortest Epo ever. I get to smash- Nope, a... just kidding. Get to smash- <laughs> You always say that, and it never is. <laughs> I started this up saying, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we just, like, stuck to, like, a 45, a tight 45? I don't feel like we ever went- I was never reaching, right? I always felt like everything we said- was based off of something else we said, and it felt like the flow of conversation. I mean, yeah, I guess. Here's what's helping us. I thought this would be our shortest episode, too, because neither of us really had a ton of notes for Go Home. These comfortable chairs we're sitting in. They make me feel more like I just want to... We're sitting there like a... um... Like a old British man, just tucking into some <laughs> like roast tea. beef, yeah, yeah, some tea. We're like sitting there. We we're we've got we've got big bellies, so we're yes. sitting our. It's one of those where you like <laughs> sit your sit your plate sure. on your belly, so you can just like eat oh, this the is cookies. Pompadou shit. Like, yeah, we're, we're like the like the Dursley, like, sure, Dad, bringing it back. Yeah, so what we're was, like was... sipping tea out of the little tiny cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah we're just sitting there. <laughs> well, I've I, I never. I do declare I, uh, hey, you can get with us on Facebook. It's all been done. Bare Naked Ladies podcast. You can get with us on Twitter at bin done pod. Uh, if you want to review us on iTunes, you can feel free. We do have an iTunes review to read. Oh great! This is a five star review. Oh, okay. And then they uh, trash us. It's it's called I don't even like the Bare Naked Ladies, and it's oh. by someone named Witchbane, which I feel like is a name you have to That's scream a- like Witchbane. <laughs> uh. I comes don't with, even like the Branded good ladies. Oh, sorry. What comes with a guitar sting? It does. Uh, but I like the hosts. Oh, a that's, lot. That's good. If all podcasts could have Evan and Saker on them, then podcast kind would be better for I think it. We should do more guest spots. <laughs> I think we should exclusively do guest Thoughts. spots from now on. From the defunct, <laughs> it's all been done. Yeah. Here's Sacred Evan. Uh that was very sweet. Which Bane, yeah. thank you. You mean Witch Bane? Witch Bane! If you want to leave us a review, you are more than welcome to. Uh it is uh again, it's all been done on my ladies podcast. You're listening to it right now, so just leave us <laughs> well, a review. Most of you aren't. Most of you turned it off <laughs> sure, by now. <laughs> sure, sure, absolutely. <laughs> now we know. Um Ebbo, what you got to plug this week? <laughs> wood block printing <laughs> what did you get really into wood block printing this week no i just like it i just think it's a really good technique that yeah. needs to be brought back like etching the wood and printing like that you know it gives you a real not a clean line per se and it's kind of labor intensive but you know it, it really comes through the, the the art the technique when you carve that negative into the wood block i'm saker <laughs> I'm Evan. and we'll see you again in one week